to all the lovers of the strange. The sky watchers of the night. Hello, citizens, and welcome to Unknown. I'm Jason McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me. You and I have talked a lot this year about the United States government and its seemingly renewed interest in UFOs. Last year around this time, many in the UFO community were anxiously awaiting the passage of the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021, which contained a request for the Director of National Intelligence to prepare a report assessing the current UFO situation. After bouncing around in various bills, the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021 eventually passed as part of the fiscal year 2021 Omnibus Appropriations Bill signed into law on December 27th by then-President Donald Trump. That started the mandated 180-day countdown, the specified time frame provided by the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence for the UFO report to be issued by the Director of National Intelligence. After the DNI assembled the report, an unclassified version was released to the public. The unclassified version of this report, titled Preliminary Assessment, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, was published by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence on the afternoon of June 25th. This UFO report concludes in a logical and predictable way by pointing out that it's not easy to study UFOs, even harder to identify UFOs, and any further official study requires more resources. One of the sources of information for this report was a Department of Defense task force called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, which was approved on August 4, 2020 by Deputy Secretary of Defense David L. Norquist and led by the Department of the Navy, with oversight by the Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security. According to the Department of Defense, the UAP task force exists to, quote, improve its understanding of and gain insight into the nature and origins of UAPs, end quote. And its mission is to, quote, detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to U.S. national security, end quote. In the DNI's UFO report, we learned that the UAP task force's long-term goal is to, quote, widen the scope of its work to include additional UAP events documented by a broader swath of USG personnel and technical systems in its analysis, end quote. Going even further, on the day the report was published for public consumption, Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks issued a memo directing the Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security to, quote, develop a plan to formalize the mission currently performed by the UAPTF. The plan should, one, establish procedures to synchronize collection, reporting, and analysis on the UAP problem set, and to establish recommendations for securing military test and training ranges. Two, identify requirements for the establishment and operation of the new activity to include the organizational alignment, resources, and staffing required, as well as any necessary authorities and a timeline for implementation. Number three, be developed in coordination with the principal staff assistants, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the secretaries of the military departments, and the commanders of the combatant commands, and with the DNI and other relevant interagency partners. All members of the department will utilize these processes to ensure that the UAPTF or its follow-on activity has reports of UAP observations within two weeks of an occurrence. End quote. Well, that follow-on activity has been established. 
On November 23rd, the Department of Defense issued a press release to announce the formation of the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, also known as its initialism, AOI-MSG. This UAP task force successor will, quote, synchronize efforts across the department and the broader U.S. government to detect, identify, and attribute objects of interest in special use airspace and to assess and mitigate any associated threats to safety of flight and national security. To provide oversight of the AOI-MSG, the Deputy Secretary also directed the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security to lead an Airborne Object Identification and Management Executive Council, or AOI-MEXEC, to be comprised of DOD and intelligence community membership and to offer a venue for U.S. government interagency representation, end quote. The press release also announces that, quote, in coming weeks, the department will issue implementing guidance, which will contain further details on the AOI-MSG director, organizational structure, authorities, and resourcing, end quote. So there it is, a more permanent, established DOD UFO project. It's exactly what the DNI's UFO report said the long-term mission of the task force is, and it's exactly the plan laid out by Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks back in June so it shouldn't surprise anybody who has been following this. However, the announcement of the AOI-MSG seemed to catch many off guard, and even prompted mass concern, panic, and anger among some in the UFO community. But wait, isn't this what vocal members of the UFO community have been clamoring for? The government and the military to take UFOs seriously, and to establish something better funded with more resources at its disposal than a temporary task force to explore UFOs? Yes. But the dissatisfaction at the establishment of the AOI-MSG has emerged because there's another government UFO project in the works that seemingly caters more to the desires of the UFO community. In early November, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand introduced an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act to establish an, quote, Anomaly Surveillance and Resolution Office, end quote. The working title of this office has since changed to the Anomaly Surveillance Tracking and Resolution Office, which gives it a more playful and nerdy acronym, ASTRO. It's not a simple preference for the ASTRO acronym over the AOI-MSG initialism that has some in the UFO community so strongly against AOI-MSG. It's really a fear that AOI-MSG was intentionally established to undermine and perhaps prevent ASTRO from materializing. Before we address that, let's look at what ASTRO could be. The language in the amendment explains that ASTRO will essentially continue to do what was specifically asked for in the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021. The Senate Select Committee on Intelligence asked for plans and procedures to be established for interagency and interdepartment information sharing and data collection. The language in the new amendment explains that the plan was for ASTRO to replace the UAP task force. And here's what really has UFO fans giving preference to ASTRO. Like the DNI's UFO report from earlier this year, ASTRO would be required to issue reports of its findings, including unclassified reports, which means the public might get to see what the UFO office discovers. ASTRO would go even further, having actual field investigators to investigate sightings after they happen. It would utilize outside expertise, It would require coordination with relevant agencies like NASA, the FAA, the Department of Energy, and so on. On its surface, ASTRO appears much more broad in its approach, and certainly more focused on actual investigation. So let's get back to the negative reactions by some in the UFO community to the announcement of AOI-MSG. 
Luis Elizondo headed up a former Pentagon UFO project called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. He and Christopher Mellon, a former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence, are the two driving forces behind all the recent public UFO activity we've seen taking place in the U.S. government. These two individuals have engaged in a mission to lobby members of Congress to look into UFOs, in addition to their lobbying efforts in mainstream media and on social media too. Both were quick to take to Twitter with their disapproval after AOI MSG was announced. Lou Elizondo tweeted, quote, Important update. Before anyone gets too excited about the recent Pentagon announcement of a new UAP group, please consider the following. USDI, the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence, is precisely the same organization that has underplayed and tried to kill the UAP effort for years. USDI is an oversight organization and non-operational. Nowhere is there a requirement to provide unclassified findings to Congress or work with our international partners. Given that elements still exist in the Pentagon who are actively underplaying the significance of this topic, this is akin to giving an alcoholic the key and control to the liquor cabinet. If you want to maintain UAP UFO secrecy, this is exactly how you do it. End quote. He goes on to say that the formation of AOI-MSG is a direct and blatant attempt to circumvent and undermine the Senate and those behind the Astro Amendment. Chris Mellon echoed some of these concerns in an open letter to Representative Ruben Gallego, who introduced the initial legislation to establish a permanent UFO office, now referred to as ASTRO. In this letter, Mellon states, quote, As a former OSD staffer myself, I'm shocked that the Deputy Secretary of Defense would assign the UAP function to an oversight staff with no UAP funding, line authority, contracting, command, or technical capabilities. Indeed, the inability of USDI to engage effectively on the UAP issue is why so little has changed or been accomplished since 2004. In addition to the disapproving commentary provided by Elizondo and Mellon, dozens of passionate and exasperated members of the UFO community have been criticizing the AOI MSG and hounding congressional representatives with phone calls, emails, and messages on social media, urging them to support the Gillibrand Amendment. So that's essentially where we are. An important thing to keep in mind is that, at this stage, we in the general public really don't know what either of these UFO projects would do, or what the results of their effort would be. We know generally what the function of AOI-MSG is, but as of the date I'm recording this episode, we're still waiting to hear the additional details promised in coming weeks, like the name of the AOI-MSG director, its organizational structure, authorities, and resourcing. And as for ASTRO... We have to wait on that one too. Sure, at this point, we've read various versions of the amendment, and it's bounced around a bit, as these things tend to do. The bill it's attached to did pass in the House of Representatives, it still has to pass in the Senate, then it needs to be signed into law by the President. There are still changes that could be made to the language of the amendment, so even if it does pass and become law, we don't really know what the final thing will look like. Most everything right now related to these two projects, AOI-MSG, and ASTRO, is based on assumption. It seems extremely short-sighted to go all-in and champion one of these and admonish the other, or promote both, or oppose both. We just don't know enough about either to know what real benefits or real adverse effects could come from these projects. In the end, these are both government projects, and we've seen how government UFO projects in the past have played out. 
Recent UFO champion and lobbyist Lou Elizondo was the head of a multi-year government UFO program that, according to him, never ended. And even as the head of this project, he got frustrated and quit because he didn't think he was being taken seriously and because he didn't like how government projects operate. And the most recent government UFO project, the UAP Task Force, and the DNI's UFO report plainly illustrated the frustrating and largely impossible exercise of trying to investigate UFOs, especially within the government. The real driving reason behind the recent apparent increase in the government's UFO interest is politics. For whatever reason, Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon took it upon themselves to use their government connections to get people fired up, not to mention concerned and alarmed about an apparent recent dramatic increase in UFOs penetrating restricted airspace and harassing members of the military. Mellon is responsible for the language that was used in the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence's UFO report request last year. And he and Elizondo have plugged away at briefing members of Congress, as well as participating in countless podcasts, radio, television, and documentary interviews. This is why almost everything we hear or read in media reports, press releases, and public statements about recent government UFO interests or efforts sounds very familiar. The same language, the same phrases, and the same issues are regurgitated time and time again. It's politics, and I get that. That's how you play the game if you're looking to accomplish something inside the government. But let's step back and think about why we should be happy, sad, or indifferent about both or either of these new government UFO projects. On the surface, both AOI-MSG and ASTRO address one of the primary issues within the U.S. government related to UFOs, and that's establishing procedures for interagency data sharing. That's a good thing. Both groups add more ears and eyes within the government looking at the UFO issue, complete with access to valuable government and military data that the public doesn't have access to. That's also probably good. Astro plans to establish an advisory committee of 20 members, which kind of looks like a National Security Council, or for the conspiracy folks, an MJ-12 type group. I find it interesting that Astro, as part of its scientific plan, wants scientists to contemplate and speculate about various UFO-related topics like possible propulsion systems and the effects of human proximity to UFOs. If this sounds familiar, it should. The recent government UFO program, ATIP, produced dozens of reports on these exact topics. So it doesn't give me a lot of confidence that a newly proposed government UFO program isn't aware of what has already been done by other government UFO programs. A potential positive for ASTRO is that it plans, at least for now, to publish unclassified reports, which means that there's a possibility that the public could see some of what the project is up to. However, we've just seen an unclassified report from a government UFO group, so there's obviously potential for more of the same. AOI-MSG, on the other hand, has no announced plans yet with regards to any sort of reporting. And Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon were quick to ridicule and attack the program because of this. On November 29th, Travis Tritton from Military.com asked Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby about AOI-MSG and the accusations from Elizondo and Mellon that it was an attempt by the Pentagon to be less transparent on the UFO issue. Kirby responded, explaining that AOI-MSG will continue to be as transparent as possible. It is really designed to help us better coordinate the reporting processes, um, the actual reports themselves, and the analysis of those reports, so that um, rather than uh, 
getting them sort of piecemeal and ad hoc as we've been getting them from uh, from the, from the services. Um, th- this is a way to coordinate the the input so that we can uh, there's a common uh, set of parameters for how to report them and to an- analyze them and, and then to assess what we've got. And not all uh, reports are going to manifest themselves in something that we consider a national security threat. Um, so this is a chance for us to to be a, a much more organized in the way we process these reports. Um, and as we have, we will certainly continue to be as transparent as we can about uh, these phenomena and, uh, and, and the impact that they may or may not be having uh, on our ability to operate. Tritton also asked about any plans to release any information to the public, but Kirby noted that big thing that prevents the public from seeing most things related to government and UFOs, and that's national security. I don't have a specific report to, to, to announce today that you know, on any kind of a frequent basis that we would do, but I, I can assure you that our intention is to be as transparent about uh, this phenomena as, as we can. Again, Travis, understanding that, um, uh, that, uh, that there will be national security considerations that we have to keep in mind, but we'll be as transparent as we can. But not, I don't want to leave you with the impression that there will be sort of a, a regular drumbeat of, uh, you know, of, of some kind of report that, uh, that gets posted on the website you know, every couple months. This is always going to be an issue when it comes to government UFO programs. When you're dealing with military encounters, military systems, and military personnel, there's lots of classified stuff there and lots of national security considerations that are always at play. Considering the nature of government programs and the nature of UFOs, government UFO projects aren't really ideal and certainly aren't where we should be looking and hoping for answers to UFO mysteries. I keep seeing activists being overly dramatic and using hyperbole to create a sense of urgency and even a necessity to support government UFO efforts. Some are choosing to proudly announce that they are, quote, fighting to end a cover-up, end quote. And I'm not sure exactly why they think the establishment of yet another government UFO program will end any sort of cover-up related to supposed government knowledge about UFOs. A government UFO report came out just five months ago, very clearly showing that, yes, the government knows UFOs are real, but they don't know what they are. Even Lou Elizondo stated in a December 1st article published by political news outlet The Hill, quote, We've had 70 years to try to figure the UFO problem out as a government while keeping it in the halls of secrecy, and we haven't come any closer to figuring it out, end quote. So, although some like to think Elizondo and or the government knew all sorts of UFO secrets, Lou makes it clear that the government is just as much in the dark as everybody else. When it comes to AOIMSG and Astro, again, it's kind of silly to pick sides and champion one over the other at this stage in the game. They're both Department of Defense projects. And, again, pretty much everything associated with these is assumption at this point. Although the amendment language associated with ASTRO says the project will replace the UAP task force, which has already been replaced by AOIMSG, we don't necessarily know that both projects can't coexist. And if they do coexist, ASTRO could potentially benefit from AOIMSG as a more streamlined source for information. But we just don't know. And I guess I should mention just how strange it is to see people passionately and blindly urging support for a bill simply because it has a small amendment related to UFOs. The bill is massive and contains all sorts of items related to defense projects and military spending. The passage of the bill has large implications that affect so much more than the desire of people interested in UFOs to get a few more government reports that say, we receive lots of military UFO reports, 
We identified some, but we couldn't identify others. I'm not kidding. There's so much in this massive bill, including breeding dogs for use in combat. It's more than a little self-centered and short-sighted to passionately advocate for a defense spending bill to be passed simply because you personally like one tiny amendment in that bill. I'm definitely not saying that I don't want Astro to move forward, because I do. As I frequently say, when it comes to something as strange and mysterious as UFOs, I think it's great for people to try a wide variety of approaches to better understand UFOs. All the things, all the time. UFOs isn't a sport. You don't need to pick your favorite team, become a diehard fanatic, and trash talk opposing teams. Multiple approaches can and should coincide. And something that gets easily forgotten for some reason is that the military and the government already investigate UFOs. Lobbyists, UFO activists, and others try to drum up fear, doom, and gloom by making grand statements about how urgent it is that the government look into UFOs because of the danger they pose to members of the military, commercial planes, and everybody else. And these statements alarm members of Congress who quickly become concerned after being told that nobody is doing anything about UFOs, when, in fact, that's what the military does and has always done. When there's an unknown in restricted airspace, the military tries to communicate with and or intercept the unknown. Some intercept attempts are successful, others aren't. When commercial or private pilots or air traffic controllers detect an unknown, attempts are made to communicate with that unknown, and in some cases, fighter jets are scrambled to intercept. Again, some intercept attempts are successful, others aren't. The FAA also investigates these incidents. UFOs aren't new. They've been seen as long as humans have been around. UFOs are nothing new to pilots or the military. The military already deals with unknowns. They're not sitting around scratching their heads because they don't have a government UFO project to tell them what to do. Ultimately, it's members of Congress who were unaware that UFOs even exist and who have been led to believe that this is somehow a new and urgent thing. This isn't a case of the military being helpless and seeking assistance from Congress. The military didn't ask for this. It's simply an issue pushed on politicians by lobbyists. With AOI, MSG, and Astro, either one could be considered a win for the UFO community. Active government UFO projects, meaning eyes in the military and government actively looking specifically at the UFO subject. That's good. And with either, there's more potential for some official information to be released to the public. That info is either shared with us or it isn't. If it's not, It's no different than what we've gotten from the government for decades. But of course, any government UFO project has the potential to be catastrophic for UFOs. Previous government UFO projects have started strong with lots of mystery and speculation, but ultimately concluded that UFOs aren't a threat and nothing more can be learned by attempting to study them. So UFOs get put back in the closet. But you know what? Let's be cautiously optimistic about this recent UFO excitement within the government and see where it goes. There's real potential for some good science here, and for improved policies, procedures, and mindsets when it comes to the overall subject of UFOs. Well, citizens, that's going to do it for this episode. You can find more episodes of Unknown on all the major podcast platforms. And you can always find this show and our other shows at RoguePlanet.tv because Unknown is a Rogue Planet production. RoguePlanet.tv is your home for all the strange. Thanks again for hanging out today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do us a favor, friends. Always treat the UFO subject with the cautious and responsible skepticism it deserves. Question everything. 
have the courage to form your own opinions. Keep truth as the focus of your quest, even if the truth conflicts with your opinions. And, of course, stay strange. Stay strange.